A few years ago, one of the kids in my online coaching program said to me, Coach Rebecca, I wish we could just go to a gym and have you as our coach. We would all be so happy and so confident. And that warmed my heart and I was like, oh my gosh, that would be the best. And that comment stuck with me for years. So now I'm going to do something about it. I am inviting gymnasts from all over the country to join me for the first ever Confident Gymnast Camp this August 3rd and 4th. This camp is all about breaking through mental blocks. So if you're struggling with a skill and you want me and my team to help you break through in real time, then check out confidentgymnast.com for details. Hi guys, on today's podcast, I'm going to talk to you sports moms about whether or not you are one of those moms. Okay, what I mean by that is you mean well, you care so much, you want more than anything for your child to be happy, healthy, successful, but your kid is struggling with confidence and you might actually be, I'm not going to say causing the problem, but you're definitely not part of the solution. You're more of the problem. So I'm going to give you a, a dose of reality just so that you know, am I helping my kid with the way I'm supporting them? Or am I actually making it worse? I'm going to ask you five questions so that you can decide, are you one of those moms, meaning you're part of the reason your athlete is stuck, or are you doing the right stuff? And if it turns out the way you're supporting your athlete is accidentally adding pressure, I'm going to tell you exactly what to do instead. Here we go. Welcome to the Perform Happy Podcast, where athletes and their support squad Come to learn the secret weapon for sports success. I'm your host, Rebecca Smith. First, I was a scaredy cat gymnast, then a coach. Now I'm a sports psychology expert and a parent. Athletes, whether you're feeling stuck or you're having the best season of your life, I'm here to help you reach peak performance and maximum enjoyment. Hey, everybody. I am excited to talk to you today about whether or not you are one of those moms. And what I mean by that is, are you, without realizing it, part of the problem or are you part of the solution if your athlete is struggling? So if you have an athlete that is not feeling their most confident, You know that they could be doing better, but they are mentally struggling. They're their own worst enemy. Maybe they're experiencing mental blocks. They're just not believing in themselves the way that you believe in them. They're underperforming. Any of those things are more about parenting than you might realize. And I actually didn't even know how much this was about parenting until the last year or so. In my program, Perform Happy, that's our online mental training program for athletes and their families, we have really been pouring extra love into the parents. And what I have noticed is that when the parents shift their mindsets, when they shift the way they support their kids, these kids who were like, mom, I don't want to do mental training. Mom, I don't want to do an extra thing. I have so much homework. Don't nag me. I don't want to do anything else. Just leave me alone. I don't want to talk about it. Those kids, when their parents started to make those changes, the kids got more confident without doing a single thing, you guys. The kid did not even touch the mental training and the kid's getting more confident because the parent has shifted their approach. 
Then there's this amazing side benefit where the kid goes, mom, I think I want some help building my confidence. It's almost insane how when you stop trying to get the kid to do the thing you want them to do and start working on yourself, your kid is more open to your suggestions. So with that being said, when I say, you know, are you one of those moms? It's one of those moms who cares so much and you really want your kid to be happy, healthy, and successful. You really want to help. You would do anything to fix their problem. You might actually be reinforcing the problem. So I'm going to ask you a series of five questions. And I want you to ask yourself, do I do this? Yes or no? Okay, and just keep a count. Out of these five questions, how many points do you get? Okay, for a yes. Question number one. Do I think about my athlete's sport more than my own hobbies? Okay, think about that. If you're like, what hobbies? I can't have hobbies because my kid is a gymnast. There's no time for hobbies. That's a red flag. Okay, do you think about your athlete's sport more than your own hobbies? Okay, give yourself a point if that's a yes. Question number two, am I spending a lot of time trying to find solutions to my athlete's problems? You know, I I talk about this in my free training for parents. Do you get an honorary degree from Google University in the mental block research department, you know, or whatever it is, the sport anxiety keyword? Are you spending a lot of time trying to find solutions, talking to people, figuring out how do I help my kid solve their problem? Okay. If you are spending a lot of time, then give yourself a point. Number three. Do you secretly wish that they would quit and put you out of your misery? But also, if they did quit, you'd be devastated because you wouldn't know what to do with yourself because your life is this sport. So is there a part of you that's like, please just quit and put us all out of our misery, but who would we be without this sport? Okay, give yourself a point if you can relate to that one. Number four. Do the majority of your conversations with your athlete revolve around their sport? So if you look at the amount of hours in a day that you spend with your kid, which is probably not many, you know, it might just be that car ride home. Are the majority of your conversations with your athlete about their sport? If so, you get another point. And then the final question, do you feel like you would do anything to help them through their sport struggle? I talk to parents all the time who are like, I would chew off my left foot if it meant that this kid would be able to compete her back handspring consistently in her routine. I know that sounds dramatic, but I talk to parents who are like, I would do anything to take this pain away, to make this better so that she can be the athlete that she has the potential to become. So if you feel like you do absolutely anything to help them through their struggle, yes, you're a good mom, but you also get a point. Okay. So if you answered yes to more than a couple of those, you know, so if you got like at least two, three, four, five points, you are probably part of the problem. And I say this with so much love, like so much love. The fact that you haven't tuned out already, that you are actually continuing to listen, even though your stomach might be going like, yikes, I don't like this. This is uncomfortable. The fact that you're still with me means that you care. I know that you care. So I'm going to give you a better way. So I'm going to say you might be part of the problem. 
And the fact that you want them to be happy, healthy, and successful is not a problem. That is great. We all want that for our kids. But the way that you're going about supporting your kid is actually creating more pressure. They are perceiving how much this means to you. They feel how involved you are. They feel your Googling energy and your arsenal of questions and your litany of suggestions and it can keep them stuck because it creates a threat. Their brain perceives a threat of if I don't perform, I am letting my parent down. My parent is going to be so upset. My parent is going to have big feelings. They are now the guardian of your feelings and their success. So just the fact that you are so involved and you care so much makes it so that they know that And maybe it's not even at a conscious level, but they feel it. So your behavior in trying to be supportive is actually communicating to them that it is extremely important to be successful at their sport. It's actually even a family value. And as a result, if they're not great, if they're not perfect, they're letting their parents down, which is like this deep wound, especially in an adolescent who's kind of differentiating from their parent and they're feeling like they're like maybe there's this abandonment possible. Now obviously you're you're not going to abandon your child for not performing well, but their brain, their not quite formed adolescent brain does not know that. So what happens in the athlete is that they get negative self-talk. They feel like they're not good enough. They don't trust themselves because they're constantly looking for am I pleasing everybody? Am I making everybody happy? And they're not because it's not their job to keep grown-ups happy. It straight up is not your job to make your coach happy, to make your parents happy. It just isn't. But it starts to feel like it is because other people's feelings are felt deeply by these sensitive kids. They overthink. They feel like they have to be perfect. That leads to a fear of failure and anxiety. So does this sound like your kid? If you're nodding along with me, don't worry. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do differently. So for each of those five things, I'm going to give you the solution, all right? The first one, instead of thinking about their sport all the time, find your own interests or hobbies or creative pursuits. Now you're going to be like, Rebecca, I work two jobs, have seven kids. We do 19 sports. When am I going to get a hobby? Okay, I get it. You're you're busy. I'm busy. We're all busy. But what's one thing that you can add to your life that's just for you? My mom used to knit in the observation room at gymnastics. This was her all-purpose strategy to not be involved in the drama or the gossip. She just would sit and knit. She was creating different patterns. So she had her little thing that she did that she could really enjoy. She also read. You know, so bringing a book, bringing some knitting, doing something that's going to allow you to be a little creative or have a little more fun. Like maybe you take pictures, maybe you start jogging during practice. You know, if you're stuck an hour from home at another place, maybe you go for a run. Find something that when you notice that you are really rooting into thinking about your athlete's sport, ask, well, if I could think of anything for myself right now, what would it be? So see if you can give yourself that challenge of, you know, and you might even feel guilty. Like, well, I feel guilty if I'm putting time into myself when my kids need so much from me. You might have to learn to accept that feeling of guilt and live with it and do it anyway. Find the thing that allows you to feel a little more fulfilled. Okay, that second one, you want to empathize with your athlete. 
and vent with your friends. So you are no longer the official problem solver for your adolescent athlete. Instead, your kid comes to you with a problem. Instead of going, well, here's what you got to do. You got to fix this. And of course you did. And I knew this would happen. You go, oh, buddy, that's going to be so hard for you. And then you talk to your friends and you're like, ah, it's driving me crazy. I know exactly how she should solve it. She doesn't take my advice. You just let it out elsewhere. This is one of the, the best parts of the Perform Happy community is that we teach everybody exactly, like we give you a script, how to talk to your kid when they're struggling. And then you can come into our Facebook group and be like, ah, she's not doing anything that I think she should be doing. We help you off gas. And then you are just this soft place to land when your kid is having a hard day. Oh, honey, that's so hard. That's got to be so hard for you. And that's it. And this for some people might feel like the hardest thing ever to just be like, oh, that's, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry that kid's picking on you. I'm so sorry that you're not doing your skill. I'm so sorry that you're, you feel like your coach doesn't like you. And then not try to solve the problem. And you're probably going like, what? I have to parent. I have to actually protect my kid. I have to, yes. And most of the things that you're quote unquote fixing for them, they don't need you to fix for them. This is a part of life where they're going to need to fall on their face a little bit. They're going to need to learn those lessons. They're going to need to be allowed to fail in a safe way so that they can learn the lessons that allow them to be more resilient. And if they're more resilient, then they're less anxious. Okay. So next suggestion, remove yourself from the emotional roller coaster of their sport. And this can be challenging as well. And in Perform Happy in the parents training, what I teach is to find neutral. Find neutral. If you know, no matter how my kid performs, I will love them the same. No matter if they have a good attitude or not, I still love them unconditionally. If you can really tap into that, I love my kid no matter what. No matter what. On their good days, their bad days, their big effort days, their low effort days, on their bratty, snotty, whiny, freak out, self-centered days, then you can find neutral and go, you know what? If my kid wins, amazing. If my kid loses, that's okay. Because I'm completely neutral and I don't know what their path needs to be. I don't know what wisdom they need to gain in their life's journey but I'm going to just decide that I'm neutral here. I don't need them to go to college. I don't need them to get a scholarship. I don't need, I know. And you're like, what? Yes, I do. We want these kids to be successful, but I'm telling you, if you can find neutral and trust their process, you're setting them better up for a great life. I know it's very backwards, but I'm just going to challenge you to, to consider some of these options. Okay. Here's my next challenge that you also might not like. Stop even just for a week just for a week, try this. Stop asking questions about their sport in the car. Just stop it. Don't do it. If they bring it up, ask great questions. That's another thing in the Perform Happy community. I give you a list of 50 open-ended questions. If you want that list, just send me a DM and I will send it to you. 50 open-ended questions. So you got to find other questions. Find better questions to ask. Find other topics that can help you to build trust and bond with your kid. Stop talking about their sport and start talking about their life, their feelings, the trees outside, their toenail polish, their favorite song. Find something better to talk about than just that sport. And if you give yourself this challenge, give yourself for a week, I'm not going to ask my kid about their sport in the car. You can even put a little post-it note with like a list of potential topics on it. Like 
music, whatever, YouTube, whatever they like, ask questions about that. Even if you do not care about that particular topic, come up with better questions and give it a week and notice what happens. Okay. Then the last suggestion is that that drive that you have for them to succeed, aim it toward being the person that you want them to grow up to be. So it's that there's a Gandhi quote, be the change you want to be in the world. So if you want your kid to grow up and have XYZ characteristics, instead of lecturing them on how important those characteristics are, which they're just going to go, mom, 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 are you done, mom? I'm so sick of listening to this. You be the person that you want them to be. Okay, now here's what I recommend. This is a little extra credit assignment for you parents out there who are ready to make some change. What I want you to do is write down a wish list of characteristics that you wish your athlete had. And I had so much fun doing this yesterday, actually. I wrote everything I want for my kids. And I want them to be patient. I want them to be kind. I want them to be passionate. I want them to be happy. So I wrote down all of these things that I would love for I sort of imagining my kids floating through the world with ease and flexibility, getting along with people, being leaders, being those sort of magnetic, passionate leaders who also don't trample on people. They're compassionate. It was so fun to just dream up, like, who do I really want to launch into this world? And I wrote that list of every single characteristic that I wish that my kids would have when they grow up. And then I looked through the list again and asked myself this question. I'd love for you to do the same. Which of these do I possess and which of these need work? And then your job is to pour your effort instead of into fixing them, pour your effort into becoming that person because the way that you show up in the world is way more powerful than any lecture, any explanation, any words out of your mouth. Yeah, that matters sort of. But I look at my mom, for example. My mom is a good person. My mom is the kind of person who, even if the landlord totally like ruined your life, kicked you out, you know, was a horrible landlord, she's the person who would clean that place until it sparkles on her way out because it's the right thing to do. I look at that more than her being like, be a good person. I look at her actions. So your kid's going to be looking at your actions. And if you want them to communicate well, check in with your communication skills. If you want your kid to not be so nervous, are you taking leaps of faith? Are you stepping into courage in your life? Are you sharing? If you don't want them to be perfectionist, you want them to accept themselves. Are you a perfectionist? Can you be patting yourself on the back? Can you be sharing with them your own journey of self-improvement that will inspire them to want to do the same? Okay. Then the final step was I wrote out some affirmations. So for me, the parts of my list that were missing from my ideal kid, the main ones that stood out were, I could definitely be more patient, more flexible, more understanding, more calm, more peaceful, and more willing to get out of my comfort zone. Basically the me that puts my kids in the car and gets out the door to school in the morning is not patient, is not flexible, is not understanding, is not calm, is not peaceful. Like, and so what did I do today? I got up earlier, a half an hour earlier because I wanted to be more patient. I wanted to be more calm, more peaceful, getting out of my comfort zone. I didn't want to get up half hour early, but I did it. And that was my way of stepping into this 
Like, I don't want my kids to be yelling at each other and impatient and inflexible and not sharing and definitely not calm and peaceful. If I want that, I have to do that. I have to demonstrate that. So I wrote a couple affirmations. I am patient. I am calm. I am understanding. I am willing to get out of my comfort zone. So you might look at those qualities that you most want for your kid, the ones that you struggle with the most, and lean into that for yourself. So all of the Googling can turn towards self-improvement. You can put your effort toward your hobbies. You can share, you can empathize with them and share with your friends, let it out. But do your work and you're gonna be amazed at how your athlete, your child is gonna start to be more of the athlete that you want them to be. Okay, hope that helps. I'm sorry for any discomfort or doom feeling I created in you while you listen to that. It's sometimes hard to listen to things that, that call out things we're not doing quite so right but I care about your kid. I care about you. And I'm here to support the whole family through this sport journey. So I'm looking forward to hearing um, some comments, some DMs. Which ones of these are you falling short on? What are your takeaways? And then I'll see you again next week. All right. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the perform happy podcast. If you're ready to unlock your maximum sport potential, head over to performhappy.com and join us. You'll be training alongside world champion athletes and Olympic hopefuls. And I will personally take you through my research-based system for overcoming fear and mental blocks, building confidence, and finding your flow. I'm coach Rebecca Smith, and I'll see you next time.